0: You've tuned into the R.U. Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the R.U. Screening podcast. I am your host, ruscreening.com's Screening.com's Mark Eastman. <laughs> I got shiny things like Mixing, distracted me with mix. me as always is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. <laughs> Hello. yeah. I got lost in uh, right, getting Shane. scared by things that the computer I, uh, yeah. lights were doing. And I was right. like, Oh, and then I just that stopped. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, Oh God, we're, we're out. We're uh, this week uh, we're going to be doing the, the killer and the marvels. Right. And, uh, and don't forget. It's not really called the killer. Um, it's called the K underscore underscore period L-L-E-R for some freaking reason right. that I have no idea right. uh, what that's supposed to be. Uh, you know, I actually even like tried to look like slightly, <laughs> right? Yeah. What did you find? I, I, nothing. I, I, I looked for... Well, you... I, I tried to look for... Uh, what the hell is going on with the name of this movie, yeah. y- you know, and and I really actually couldn't find anything. I feel like if I made a movie, right? if I was already a director that was fairly famous, right, right and I wasn't just making, like, my, you know, <laughs> right. student film that I was going to post on YouTube or, you know, whatever. Right. But if I was, like, a fairly big shot kind of guy in yeah. movies, and I was going to name my movie you know, some weird ass thing. Right? right. I mean, if I was going to be like the artist formerly known as Prince, and I was going to have this symbol or, right. you know, something in that realm right. of what the name of this movie is that would tell somebody well, what the hell I was doing. It, right.
1: It, not to ruin everything. <laughs> <laughs> my, my take on that is in the beginning, you're, I mean, and I, if I look away, I missed it. But in the beginning, when it flashes it in the film, like the eye and killer is just a body and it just falls down because it's been shot.
0: Oh, good so that's Lord. all. All it is is, that is just, it?
1: that's all it is. Like there's, you know, and I'm showing, I'm showing Mark like a visual. But what here.
0: the hell? That doesn't mean anything.
1: It's just, it's exactly what the graphic novel is supposed to represent, I guess, because oh. it's based on a graphic novel. Oh, like I know that's real in the weeds things, but really the eye is just fallen cuz it's uh oh, it's shot. because
0: I'm not in the know of a right. graphic novel otherwise I would well now I just sound like an idiot because no. I said this whole well,
1: day. Let's restart it. We'll get the intro we'll, right. We'll do we'll, this. We'll skip we'll this. back up. You and I will only know what's what. Uh
0: before we jump into these two movies uh and uh thanks for listening, Thank welcome and all yeah. that uh kind of stuff. Um I'm going to run through some stuff coming up in theaters uh just kind of as a as a get your bearings kind of thing right, right. Uh, just to throw out it, it's the uh, second like, week of
1: november we need bearings
0: like exactly like, like what's like coming that. up and um and god knows at this point what order we'll actually get these <laughs> so uh, we're better so, out
1: of order even still but
0: uh yeah so at at this point in the year if you don't know if you don't haven't listened to us for like years and years uh like some sort of crazy person right Uh, Then you might not know, but this time of year, uh, when we uh, get screeners and stuff is all insane because of awards and and the whole deal. So uh, just because uh, something just came out or is about to come out uh, does not mean, you know, we might be reviewing stuff that doesn't come out for a month or we will be, you know, totally backed up and having to cover five movies at a time and and they're they are all in a range of when they come out and all that. Yeah. Anyway, so just uh, to throw out some stuff that's coming out uh, so that everybody knows where they are in the movie world. Right. uh, The next thing's coming out fairly recently. You've got the Hunger Games uh, prequel, which um, I got to tell you, so you're rolling your eyes. Yeah, I stop it. And Um, I'll I'll say out loud, uh, I just hate this whole idea. Uh, yeah. it's not something you know this is like such a I mean sequels are what they are and right. they are let's grab some more money off of that thing and maybe they're good sometimes whatever but and uh I mean the same in general with the prequel but specifically the prequel of this story right. is just you know like a mind numbing concept like what it just doesn't – you know, what I'd like for this is uh, – uh, what I'd like to see in this universe is, like, a prequel to the prequel. Right. Let's go back, like, another hundred years. Yeah. Right? When just everything was fine. Right. And just watch, like, a week of, like, well, I mean, hey, life, everything's fine. There is no story. I mean, right. what the hell is the point of right. the prequel to this? Right. Like, you know, shit went bad. That's done. The only – We're good. <laughs> we got it all in the other movies. Yeah. Uh, it's just, the only
1: thing that would have made the, no, we're not going to go through every one of these, but the only thing that would have made the prequel semi-interesting to me, and you don't cast Woody Harrelson, but you just give
0: Hamish's story. Because he was before. Well, some specific person yeah, or whatever. such a thing Haymitch having
1: one District 12 and, you know, all of these things. He helps the mocking jay. Like, it, I get it. But maybe that's the one you tell. But really, if you go back far enough, what is it like our world, and then something happens, right. and now it's theirs. Like, but know.
0: it's but it's not. The, it. It, for me, the problem is it's not even that far away, right? right? It's it's kind of far away in the past. Right. S- some whatever. Not that far though. But it's not like you know. It, if the story of the original books would have been shit, I don't even remember why we do this. Or, you know, like, we just we been just doing do this it, forever, this right? Is what we do. It's been, like, <laughs> it's you know, 150 on. years of doing this, or something like that. Yeah. Then you go back and go, here's the answers of where it did come from. Right. Maybe that would be interesting. I don't know. Anyway, okay. uh, so now that all the Hunger Games <laughs> fans have tuned out and everything, so there's also Thanksgiving. <laughs> yep. Uh, horror movie that you takes mean place You don't the holiday, you mean the film. Yeah, right. No, Thanksgiving uh, is coming and and you know for as much of a person who is not really interested yeah. in horror this one actually looks like weirdly interesting to me it but i don't fun. know why it could be fun i, I yeah. i'm not 100% sure I know. if it's because i think it's going to be really stupid Yeah. that could be it too right? yeah, yeah, it might be so stupid and that, that it's stupid. kind of fun yeah, right? right right i don't know but this guy is like uh it's like the people wear the mask It's so funny too because it's like, uh, I feel like this movie was written in some kind of a weird way where somebody had this story and then a bunch of crap got added to it, like (laughs) piecemeal, kind of here and there. And then we had to make it all make sense together. And it's like, because if you watch the trailer, uh, when I first watched the trailer of this, I felt like the trailer like broke in half, right? Like yeah. I was watching the trailer of one movie one for like twenty seconds. And then, the and then I was Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I then I was watching no. the trailer for another film. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but it it looks kinda interesting. Yeah. Uh so then there's also Trolls. Uh the the, oh, yeah. the new Trolls. That's right. Uh animated movie. Actually I sort of forgot about it. I'm not sure. It's weird because I don't feel like I'm getting enough people talking about that coming. We're hearing kind of enough about it going on, or whatever. Yeah. Which, uh, speaking of, I'm just going to throw out this totally random thing that cracked me up because that just made me think of it. So I saw this ad because I know you are a big fan of the Tulsa King show, right? I love you, it. It's you, so you much fun. fun show. And I still have only watched, like, three episodes of It's a good it, time. Right?
1: It is what it is. It's just a good time.
0: I, I still have only watched it. But the other day, I said, I got an ad for it. I watching some other video, yeah. and the ad for that show gave up. And the ad starts with Sylvester Stallone, yeah. uh, like, walking by, whatever. Right. Just you see him, and he's looking all like his Tulsa King macho-ness or whatever. Right. But he just walks by and then the words come up on the ad and it says like the show everyone is talking about. And I just went, What the hell are you talking about? You're like on the internet, man. You just you just say that for every show. Wrong. <laughs> wrong. You I'd like to see you put it back. That it's just the funniest ad I've ever seen. I'm like, look, there are people who like your show. It's it, people everyone, are watching it, right? Talking. But the show, everyone is talking. About. I'm <laughs> so like, I could find you more people who, never, who've never heard of it,
1: not even seen them. There <laughs> are <laughs> all right. Anyway, um, a good
0: point. Yeah, anyway, and then uh, after that, like the next week, we get into Napoleon comes out. Yeah, wow. Well, which, uh, which is my prediction Yeah. is that this is going to end up being one of the biggest Oscar bait misfires in like Thank a decade. You.
1: Yes, <laughs> 100%. I've been seeing this everybody I know that's been talking about it and getting so amped up, and I'm like, you're gonna be wildly disappointed yeah i I, I think, think it's smoke and mirrors, I think it's just absolutely gonna be not water world bad but misfire absolutely
0: i I think what's gonna happen here and uh so just to throw out some more bias right I'm not a huge biopic guy yeah. as a or <laughs> biopic or biopic, however however you how want I to do it. that right yeah um the, I know there's like a there's a whole internet thing of people losing their shit over yeah. people saying biopic. It's biopic no, and biopic whatever. Uh, no, anyway, I'm gonna,
1: say, I'm gonna say it now anyway. Biopic. I've heard it both ways.
0: I'm gonna I'm going, I'm going back to psych. Yeah. Um, right. anyway. <laughs> right. Uh, in in these movies, right, there's you it's just a person's name. It's yeah. just or whatever it is, but it's just like we're completely focused on this historical figure, right? Right. And there are people who, you know, go to the bookstore and they're going to read the biography of everyone, right? Right? And it just doesn't matter. Right. And there are people who are like, this person's kind of interesting, I'll read their biography or yeah. whatever. And when you make these movies, seriously, the only reason to make this mo- to make these movies for the most part, right? Yeah. Unless you're really going kind of almost documentary about it, yeah. right? Is uh you have some person that people think is like maybe not super interesting apart from what everyone already knows yeah and then you're going to go surprise right they are interesting here's this movie right. like look at their life and everything and this one is going to be, people are going, all right, Napoleon. I know some stuff about Napoleon, and now I'm going to find out some more interesting stuff. And then you're going to leave the theater and go, nope, that's yeah. just all the shit I knew already. Yeah, It's so goofball to, like, try it. And have you seen, like, a lot of trailers of this movie? No, like, every trailer no, I see for want. this movie, every every piece of this movie that I see, makes it like worse and worse. Yeah. Right. It's, it's not about anything. It just hits the check marks. It's it's, like, it's so weird looking and, you know, maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe it will be be wrong. Maybe it will be like this fantastic thing and it will have, you know, all sorts of stuff to say and it will be great. I don't know. Tons of awards. Um, but my prediction is, uh, it's it's just gonna crash so I'm not and burn so hard. By the time we get to like mid-December, yeah. late December, no one will ever say Napoleon again. Like, I'm
1: gonna go out on a limb
0: and think. I know you have to see it first, but I'm gonna
1: think that you probably won't be voting for this film.
0: You know, I I I'm, probably not. This is very
1: courageous of me, because I know things were Things can happen for anything. Although I can't imagine a film that this film, here's my point. And I, and I told my friends that were very excited about it. None of which are like French revolution, Iopic huge fans. They're just guys that look at this film and they're like, that looks awesome. And I went, look pretty formulaic to me. It looks like you're trolling for an Oscar. It looks like you want to have um, Oscar award winner. Joaquin Phoenix and Oscar-nominated Chris—you just—it looks like you want to make a film that Funny or Die makes fun of right. all the time, like—and go ahead, but it looks hollow, like you know, a chocolate rabbit to me. Like yeah. I don't, I don't get what they're seeing, but I have to concede that maybe I'm just not getting it.
0: But it's exactly. good to
1: finally hear you.
0: Also, uh, like, I don't see no. It it it, uh, it seems that ridiculous but anyway uh and so then that same uh week is the wish new uh animated movie disney Disney movie movie. um so there's that and uh and and during that week the one not to sleep on is a movie called dream scenario coming out uh so that is remember that that's uh nicholas cage i remember that and it's uh the the man who becomes famous right because millions of people all around the world start dreaming about it, yeah, he shows up, up in yeah. their dreams yep. all of a sudden,, yep. and then it's Nicholas Cage, and uh, it's like you know hilarity ensues because yeah. now he's got to deal with that, <laughs> and you know the world starts freaking out, right. and he's the subject of the freaking out right. and then you know it's like, well you're doing it right, obviously, right, and then you know whatever sure. I mean it's just uh, everyone goes by, you know, everyone right. goes nuts right yeah uh then we get to. Uh, December 8th, which uh, December 8th may turn out to be one of the crazy awesomest yeah. weekends of the yeah. year, right? Yeah. Because Poor Things comes out, yep. which is the new uh, Yorgos Lanthimos movie, right. uh, which looks uh, just as bizarre <laughs> and psychotic as you would expect Any one of his movies of his to be, films, yeah. Um but uh it looks really good right. and uh also we get the american release of uh the boy and the heron the um uh, it's like it's it, so it's not technically studio ghibli right. uh Oh, I mean but I it's guess, you but know whatever it is, but it isn't. Um anyway but that is yeah. a, like huge yeah. already. And then there's also this weird little movie called Eileen coming out um and it's supposed to hit that week but it might be one of those uh it right. only if you're in New York or LA cuz it's not a big giant thing. Yeah. Um but the thing for that movie is that it's got uh, Thompson McKenzie in it who oh. uh I love from yeah many other things kinds, who uh even still has never gotten as much credit as she as yeah. she should have um yeah. she was in uh the heck is the uh leave, no, uh
1: leave no hitler she trace was in leave
0: no trace yeah with but, ben um,
1: yeah they, um no i know what you uh i mean i can look it up <laughs> i might have to look it up actually I might have to look it up that's uh, great
0: anyway uh, so that's what's coming. Um, and it's from that point on. JoJo um, Rabbit. Yeah, JoJo Rabbit. God, why would I blank
1: um, you? I thought it had yeah, longer, I had a totally, longer,
0: longer title on it. I was totally blank um, on that, too. Yeah, God, that was um, And then after that point, once it's after December 8th, then it's uh, all Oscar hopefuls. <laughs> yeah, right. In both good and bad ways, yeah. right? <laughs> Um, and, you know, a couple of bigger titles thrown in, um, especially because going to the movies on Christmas has become such a thing now that, uh, all sorts of stuff releases on Christmas day, whether it should or not. Anyway, so that's your little rundown to, uh, write yourself some notes and, uh, check out what's, what's coming out Um, for almost all those. All right. So now the killer. killer, um, right. Which uh, is a very weird movie, yeah. <laughs> and and if you, this is a movie where you you should watch a trailer. And and I don't even actually say that all that often, even though I mean, for the most part, I think you probably should watch a trailer sometimes. But yeah, if you go into this movie because it's on Netflix, right? If you go into right. this movie <laughs> uh, and all you've got is like the description. Yeah, that pops up when you're when you're going to watch it, or something you know along those lines. Some kind of introduction by yeah. virtue of just you right. know getting some kind of synopsis of it. You might be in trouble. Um, I think you should. I think you should definitely check out uh, a trailer of it. Um, not because you won't get you know the same realm of movie, but you won't have any idea how it's going to play out to you. Um,
1: I might've needed that advice and might not too. Um, All I needed to know is it was David Fincher's new movie.
0: Right. I didn't watch a trailer. Right.
1: Sure. I just fired it up, sat down. I'm like, all right, let's put the popcorn. Right. You're like, like, David Fincher's got something and
0: that's good enough for me. Um, Which most of the time I would say that's an okay thing. Mm, uh Uh-oh. And, You know, here's the weird thing. I I told you before we started uh, the show that both of these movies are weird for me in a certain way um, and in, you know, not necessarily interesting ways, um, but kind of like Five Nights was uh, because it, like, broke my rating system. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And this one, uh, this one was a bit of an odd movie for me because the whole time I was watching it, right? Yeah. I just kept more and more and more thinking uh I have been unknowingly wishing that there would be a movie just like this yeah like for so long but this isn't it oh this wasn't this, this isn't the one that I wanted right oh. um Uh-oh. there so this is a weird I won't even get into like a real description right yeah. it's um you know this guy it's a guy who's an assassin and basically we watch what happens right so he's an assassin um it, his like latest hit that we watch him all preparing for for like a while and everything yeah uh goes wrong and there is like kind of this retaliation event right right <laughs> which then leads to Like his retaliation of the retaliation, right? And what you know, whatever. And then that's like the rest of the movie is him going, you know, through all that stuff. It's a very slow movie. And like I said, I don't want to go uh, too far into it. That's the basics uh, of what happens. Um, But in the end, this movie should have, and especially because it's. David Fincher. Right. And I, and uh, you know, I didn't even know that this was uh based on a Basically graphic novel. novel. So if right. it's based on a graphic novel, you've only got so much room in the right. movie to go, I don't think this is how the plot should work, right? right. Because you're either making this or you're not, right? right? You can't just change everything around. Right. Um uh so in some sense, I guess part of my rating, it turns out, is uh, is based on the graphic novel. Right. That, because how do you, you know, how do you tear those apart? Right. right. Um, but the best I could do was give it a six, which was almost entirely uh, mm-hmm. based on uh, acting. Right. Because there is so much stuff that happens in this movie, especially... um from the perspective of like just giving this movie all all the rope it wants and letting it build this world yeah and in a very slow methodical like i said the movie's slow yeah uh in a slow methodical way build this character right and then at many points throughout like the second and third act of the movie yeah uh, not do things that character would do not right. have the world work the way you said it does yeah. like all these, but you know, if that's what happens in the graphic novel right. and I don't know how closely it sticks to it. And like in every different, right. yeah, every little <laughs> part. Um, but man, did that just like really pick me out of it. And, yeah. and I'm like, uh, it's a fast bender. Yep. Uh, it's it's uh, Michael Fassbender is the uh, killer, and I thought he was great. Um, and I thought he was great, even in what I consider to be a very difficult thing to do, which is uh, a lot of the acting he's doing is he's acting, he's emoting, he's responding, he's you know whatever he's doing to voiceover, right? right? That there's this narrated voiceover, yeah. and and he does it amazingly sometimes he's uh he does it you know great and it's got to be hard to do right right um but as far as a lot of the plot elements and what happens uh it it, so much of it was just weird and made no sense that you're like well how is that the story of this guy because you know whatever anyway so that's mine i gave it a six
1: there's um excuse me well that's a that's a way to start there's uh there's an easy thing for me like i said i didn't i didn't even watch like I, so the last um fun well the, the last fun chris hemsworth film was extraction too but extraction you know when it was on netflix i fired it up and let it autoplay whatever trailer it was and it's that violent like i'm like oh, okay i guess i'm in that mood right <laughs> we'll watch it and it was a little better than the trailer gave it credit for Knowing that David Fincher's new film was coming out, knowing that it was going to be a Netflix film, um, which I guess is, I don't know how many pictures he's, I mean, Mank was a Netflix film, too, you know, a direct thing. He's got some deal with them. I thought, don't matter, don't care. I'm a huge Fincher fan. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to check it out. And it it reminded me in a lot of ways of Frank Miller's Sin City films books that Robert Rodriguez translated. I mean, almost almost too perfectly. He was so beholden to Miller's art that they were not only storyboards, but it's like watching a live comic. It really is so faithful. I I never read The Killer. I really didn't. I can only assume that my disappointment in the movie comes from David Fincher's obsession with translating this film the way that Rodriguez did Sin City. I expect... You know, there's a there's a scene like so. Fassbender is an assassin who has a botched job, and he you know there's a there's a big set of problems from screwing up the job, and now he's going across the planet to try to get vengeance and make things right, and and on and on. Um, You know, there's a moment where I think he's in the Dominican Republic, and there are like three overhead shots that somebody's using a drone for. You know, they got a map right. drone up, and they're just watching the car drive, and I'm like, these are probably Perfectly, that's exactly exactly what's what's on the page. Right, like for me, for me to suggest that this is my least liked David Fincher film is a big thing. I mean, something has to be. If you like, if you like somebody who has ten albums out, one of them is the least liked one. Doesn't Mm -hmm. mean you hate it, right? I came in at this thinking this is a below average sort of revenge film that doesn't go far enough when I wanted it to fast enough to be interesting to me. Um, And I thought as a David Fincher film, that deserves a different rating altogether, but I I gave it a four and a half just thinking it was a below average hitman film because it doesn't, it doesn't use the crutch of like uh, the hitman's bodyguards wife or whatever. There's no humor to it. There is violence, but not in the way that is enough to satiate you if you're in the mood for like John Wick, Jim Cotta violence. There's not enough personality here because it's a very rote kind of assassin story. The performances are solid. David Fincher is a hell of a filmmaker, and there are very familiar David Fincher-esque shots here. Right. I was disengaged. I didn't. I didn't care. And and to be honest, I I texted you this the other night. Um, you know the movie's two hours long about twenty five minutes in, I think he's I think he's so devoted to this story, and it's not a secret that he actually loves this graphic novel He's been trying to adapt it for a long time. I think he's so devoted to it. I think he was doing something that he thought was working, like in the beginning, like this rear window kind of suspense. I was bored yeah, I was flat out bored for twenty five minutes of the movie after being excited for the first three or four, knowing they're like, holy shit, I'm watching a new David Fincher film. this is going to be great. I got bored. Um, I think what happened was uh, the dog needed to go out to the bathroom, and I took him outside. And I came back in, and was like, "Man, I don't have to. I don't have to really turn that back on right now. I'm not really into it." And I think that said everything about what was happening. It could it happening. pull you back in. Now, I'll say this before turning it back over to you: uh, if there's more that you want to say about it, I, I did not like the end at all. Yeah. Um, I mean, I absolutely. Sort of dug my heels in and was like, "What the hell did I just watch an yeah. hour and forty minutes for? Yeah. If that's what you're going to do, the end
0: makes no sense. Absolutely
1: stupid." And I hate, I hate's probably pretty bad. I was so flatly disappointed with the first twenty five minutes. Yeah. Now, middle of the film, I had a blast with. Yeah. He's 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 working, and it's it's set up in this sort of Kill Bill hit list way. Like I've got the client, the lawyer. The broker, you know, and everything has a chapter.
0: Okay, now I have to find out how to get to this person. And and that
1: part I didn't like. I mean, again, if you're that kind of assassin, you just have to go to the people that you know are usually facilitating your work and then lean on them, you know? And if you're an assassin, probably you lean real hard. (laughs) Like That's probably it. I, I had no problem with the middle part of the film, but that's not enough to save it. And that's not enough to make me, like, love it and... It's quite possible if I ever rewatch it again, maybe I'll pick up that it was sort of doing more socioeconomic fun. Like this is the life of an assassin. It's really not what you think. The voiceover that you talk about that is a mantra I'm assuming from the comic is a set of rules. He just never really seems to follow on his own. Like it's just sort of weird that it's very much beholden to a graphic novel that meant something more to him than ever did to me. And then, the translation David Venture couldn't get me to care about it. Yeah, it was really, really weirdly shocking how much I was mm. ambivalent about it, except having fun with the Florida guy. The Florida guy scene with the dogs and the house like that was exciting and fun, but it's sort of like too late. Like, I'm an hour and 10 minutes in. Like, yeah, time.
0: yeah. I think, I think the whole movie, um, you know, I feel like a lot of what happens in this movie in, in terms of like how the presentation of it meets the audience yeah kind of an idea is like uh you know not long ago guillermo del toro loved a movie yeah uh that we didn't love right 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 and this is like if you know guillermo del toro like now made a remake of that movie right, right. like he like, thinks no one will see you right he's yeah, he's you know fawning all over it already and then he's like, "Oh, I get to make it?" Right. Ho ho ho. ho. Right, right? Yeah. <laughs> like this the yeah. the whole movie is like David Fincher is like so in love with some aspect of this book and story yeah. that if you, you know, watch the YouTube video of him explaining what's so great about this movie, right. it would be the same as watching Guillermo del Toro talk about uh no one can save you. Yeah. <laughs> talk about that and go, right. What are you talking about? Right. Like I'm glad that it- didn't happen. Right. <laughs> like that's not like the film. You are yeah, you know, there it, it's one thing to like love a movie uh and 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 just have it, like, affect you in a different way, right? Um, You know, like, if uh, Roger Ebert could still be here to watch the latest Indiana Jones movie or whatever and just go, man, that is, like, so fun, right? And you watch it and you go, I mean, it just wasn't that fun to me or, you know, this this action scene I just didn't like as much or whatever and blah, blah, blah. It's another thing like if Roger Ebert was back here uh going all that science stuff at the end makes complete sense. And then you go, "Wait, okay, what?" Right. Or, right. Like, right. Like if like if somebody was watching that movie and suddenly became convinced that that could happen. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, whatever, right? Like there's having differences of opinion of something that's art and then there's going. This is not talking about that at all, right? right. It's right. like a. It's like if David Fincher starts going, well, it's you know the the underlying themes and right. the this and the that, and you like watch it and you go, there's, but there's none of that in there, right. like that, you know. There's some weird disconnect in the story, yeah, uh, completely. That clearly he thinks something magical Works. happens Works because this dude and his, yeah, it's like the story of somebody who is, uh, trying to convince them th- themselves that they are and aren't a sociopath like right. for their whole life. Right. He's got these rules where the rules are like the rules of being a sociopath. Yeah. So that you can be an assassin. Right. Right. But this guy, like, keeps saying the rules to himself all the time. Right. And if you were a sociopath, you wouldn't have to keep saying the rules to yourself right. all the time. Like, if you were the sociopath that it takes to be an assassin that you think that's how it works, right, you wouldn't have to go, uh, you know, empathy is bad or whatever, right? Have any, it's just yeah. irrelevant to you. You it's wouldn't, <laughs> Right? You, you don't need to... Keep convincing yourself that empathy is bad. You just don't understand what is in the first place. You don't have why people are empathetic at all. Right? Exactly. And it's like this weird thing. Like somewhere, David Fincher has feels he's found some magic in in this guy's psyche, and you know what's going on. Um, And uh, we don't necessarily need to spend too much more time on this uh but i am going to say you're trying to dance around it and in a way i am going to spoil uh stuff about the ending um just because that's fine uh but not in like a real real no no spoilery way exactly i guess kind of so that's my qualifications that i'm going to put on it so you don't want it to be spoiled uh in a way that doesn't make any difference to anything and uh the ending's totally stupid anyway so it doesn't matter right. uh you know there's your warning um but I'm gonna spoil it in in a kind of a chain of events right because right. there are uh there are so many things in this movie that are bizarre, right? Yeah. Like so the first half hour is like before he even kills anyone. Right. The first half hour is just him hanging out in this building talking about how you have to be able to deal with the boring times right. and then he goes out and buys a sandwich and yeah. makes a phone call and says the guy won't show up and right. you know whatever and uh and he sits there being really bored forever and um you know he's he's going to shoot somebody across the street in another right. building whatever and so we get all this stuff about how he's like this, you know, world's greatest assassin and all this stuff. Yeah. Later on in the movie, we even get you know, he's got these storage facilities. Right. He's got like I think he says six or seven of yeah. them. Yeah. In different states all over the United States with uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of shit in them. Yeah. Like each one that he yeah. has many of. And uh he says Something about, you know, thinking about the episode of storage wars where <laughs> someone's
1: gonna buy my <laughs> unit and then be surprised.
0: And then go, whoa, yeah. right. Um and plus he owns this like, you know, I don't know, like giant ranch, sure. you know, in whatever thing yeah. that uh is his house. And uh and also he talks about having stuff, you know, in other countries yeah. and stuff. It's not just in America and all this stuff, and and anyway, he's the world's greatest assassin to the extent that he's got all this, you know, whatever. Yeah. And and he talks about all this other, you know, whatever. He the movie just builds him into, wow. you know, he's like RoboCop, the assassin, whatever. He's mm-hmm. like as good as it gets. Uh, and then he goes to like uh, kill the lawyer person. Yeah um and apparently he gets it wrong right. of doing that and then he's like oh that didn't work out the way i thought you know like what yeah and then he goes uh to kill this random dude uh who doesn't seem to actually be like an interesting character in right. any way so why he would be the dude right that it, that is involved it is goofy. And then he has to like be in a fight with this guy, which he almost and probably should lose yeah. like 10 different times yeah. throughout this really long fight. And I'm like, is that the guy that you've been selling me all this time? Right. Because that just doesn't Not seem it. possible. Right. Um, And, and I guess we had to have like some kind of long fight. And we're going to have some excuses for why this takes comic, a long time. Yes. Yeah. And we're going to make him like a really buff dude so that sure. it makes a little bit of sense. Right. And, and I'm like, you know, in a movie that's doing this, like you can't do that. Right. Uh, I, I mean, if, if this is the road you want us to follow you down, yeah. then you can't have that in, in the later portions of what's going on. Even just because the dude very early in the fight starts bleeding. Yeah. Yeah. Actually really profusely. <laughs> like it might not look like it's tons of blood. Right. That you actually see the blood. Right. Yeah. But. But in order for that blood to get where you see it. Right. It's got to. There's a ass load of blood. So blood in How many I mean, out of yes. this person, right? Yeah. And then you're and then the fight goes on for yeah. so long that I'm like, dude, that guy has bled out already.
1: I see I uh, I don't want to step on your point. I seriously thought a creative fun thing is they get into this big fight in this Florida house and he's losing but he's done damage and i'm like he's going to go like when he goes in the other room and i'm like oh he's just going to wait till he bleeds out
0: exactly i was and then thinking maybe kick that too. way out. Yeah. And
1: i'm like that's actually sort of genius cuz nobody does that right so he rolls up his sleeve and he's like all right let's go we'll fight yeah. again i'm like what yeah just keep kicking him in the wound
0: and like, that's what and he gets uh yeah. he gets stabbed because he falls on like well, yeah, right, broken furniture like, or some right? thing right he falls on yeah. this uh table leg thing the and then leg. and then yanks it so out of himself, and it's like a huge thick it's like come it's on, it's, like, it's like you know that's longer. in certain movies that yeah. the whole scene is fine, yeah, I get it right I know. the scene you know works for what Scott it's trying Pilgrim, to do in a do completely it. different movie, yeah, right yeah, it doesn't even have to be like a farcical movie no, I it don't. just can't be like this a serious I mean. And then finally, there's lots of other things that uh, I thought were yeah that did not work in a yeah. similar way right you're just you're you're showing me a scene that's not in this world right, but then at the end uh he doesn't kill the guy, and you're like right that uh, right. now I don't even know what you're talking about like, like there's no way that that happens if, and he just goes back to his house right He's like, and goes good. now I'm safe right and I'm like. That guy is not that stupid. Right. Or he's just not alive this long in his <laughs> right. chosen yeah, field. Right, right, right. Much less the best ever. Right. Uh, and then it, but the it's like such a weird hammer drop and, and he just goes, all right, yeah, bye. Right. That's such a It's it's like jarring It is so
1: disappointingly bad That I can only expect that is Exactly how the graphic novel is written And imagine, I mean we're ages Past this now, imagine How much flack Quentin Tarantino Would have taken if at the end Of Kill Bill, Beatrix just walks away And he's like, alright, so you know what I can do So now
0: I've shown you what and I now, can do And
1: Bill is basically like, you have And I can't let you leave right. Like you don't want to fight me, but I'm going to shoot you in the neck. Like it just you can't have an amicable separation, and it's not that because of the body count or the blood that's shown. It's just if you're that guy, like you just got done saying, if you're that guy, you don't have that conclusion. Right. You shoot him in his it's room. It's just it's and not. You, let, you leave
0: a message to everyone like don't do that. It's not the character that you have given us, and right. uh, and another thing I just kind of thought was amusing in yeah. this weird way, and I thought it was amusing because. Uh there's this one part of the movie, there's about 15, 20 minutes or something, feels really the professional.
1: Yeah, I know. As yeah.
0: viewed by someone who gets that movie nut. Right. Like, right. Yeah. And it's yeah. all like the 10 minutes before and the 10 minutes after uh when he kills the lawyer guy. Yeah. That whole part that whole felt scene. so yeah. the uh so the professional. Yeah. Um, uh, but then you watch it all play out and you're like. Dude, what? Right, like that's not it. Did you not <laughs> actually see the movie, right. or did you like watch it with Are the sound off to... and go? This is how it looked, <laughs> you or something it? like that. Um, yeah. but you know, he goes, he gets into that uh, lawyer's office, and you don't necessarily know who the lawyer is exactly, right. Right. Uh, like what kind of until he gets in there and they start talking and yeah. stuff, right? Yeah, and then he gets in, and they show how he breaks in, or you know, sneakily like yeah. gets in, and I'm like that's this lawyer's security. Right. Okay, well, now I don't believe anything you're saying again. Right? Because you're insane, seventh like... grade and you think this is how the world is. Like, right. you don't know enough.
1: I'll give, I'll give Fassbender this before – I mean, this is probably the last thing I have to say about it, except to reiterate again how – well, actually, two quick things. I'll give Fassbender this. Maybe some of the best parts of the film for me were when he was actually doing nothing but doing the assassin stare Right, like I get right. why I get why he was in Prometheus as David. Like he's got the ability to look absolutely like through you and stare like the the sociopathic sort of stare of like I'm a reptile and I'm gonna eat you. Right. You're just right. making not enough twitchy movements to make me strike yet, but it's coming. Right. And I looked at him and I'm like, Jesus, if I were on set I'd be like, dude, don't look at me like that. <laughs> the the other uh, uh the, Yeah, I mean he was great in general. I thought yeah, I mean, he was really good thought, and again Tilda Swinton, Arles Howard, like the film actually has a bunch of people who in their scenes, I actually thought did really well. I just didn't like the writing and the pacing and the sort of overall thing that he was trying to do. I, I guess the thing that bummed me out more than anything is I'm used to David Fincher being a guy who puts out a film, one every five or six years. And I feel like, yeah, come on, come on, don't cheat me like this. There are times just looking back where sometimes like Mac wasn't that, it was just, you know, 2020. Yeah. Um, sometimes he puts things out like back to back. And that's really exciting. I sort of wondered if maybe he was inspired and was like, I'm going to do a Steven Soderbergh. And I'm just going to put a movie out every year. And they're going to be in different styles. I'm going right, to try different right. things because I'm an artist and I I can do
0: it. Right. And I thought, well, okay. It's like he's five obstructions to himself,
1: right? I'm like, <laughs> let's see you, because Soderbergh puts out films left and right, and one of them's Magic Mike, another one's a Gun Show. Like, it's just so many weird things, and he's just like trying to film with iPhones, right. like awesome. But I just want my David
0: Fincher experience, to but make be it good, better, actually, yeah. Right. So, all right, uh, so that's that's uh, our take on that. That's the uh, so the Marvels, right? The Marvels. Uh, which is um, Brie Larson. It's the big one. And uh, I don't have it in front of me, so it's other people.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. And, right. it's, and it's the big one. Teyana Parrots, I mean, Samuel Jacksons,
0: Jackson, is, um, Iman Valerini. It's the weird, you know, you want to call it like a sequel, except it's not exactly a oh, yeah. sequel, right? It's like the weird amalgam of uh, Captain Marvel's character yeah. Uh, who had her own movie before, but then also, you mm-hmm. know, in Avengers stuff, blah, blah, blah. right? Um, mashed together with, we get from the TV shows, uh, from the oh, series, you know, okay. yeah. Ms. Marvel, who is like the teenager yeah. who gets some sort of power, But is in love with Captain Marvel, so just calls herself Miss Marvel, even though they aren't actually connected in any way, right? It's not like their powers come from the same or, or, you know, whatever. She just was always a big Captain Marvel fan. If you didn't watch the show, it probably doesn't matter too much for seeing the movie. Yeah, Um, But at any rate, she gets hooked up with uh, the crew... Yeah. by you know weird events whatever yep. and uh and so it becomes uh both of them plus uh the pseudo niece character yeah from the uh from Original the other Captain marvel film. movie yeah um which is weird because you go the marvel movie but now, but it's all marvel and now it's all, yeah right who knows what you're referring to right um who got some superpowers somehow from scarlet witch and visions tv uh, show Oh that's yeah that's that's right she yeah. was she was in that yeah. and uh she whatever she absorbed some scarlet witch something or another yeah, it was yeah. really funny and now she has the power to be incorporeal and that's absorb energy and yeah. shoot it back out or right. something Uh, which it's kind of a bummer in this movie because it seems like they're sticking pretty well to what powers do. Right. Except that you don't know what it is until they just do it. Right. And then it seems like they're just making up whatever they need at the time. Right. uh, Because we don't really have this whole run through of what you can do. Yeah. Uh, And another problem I have with this movie before we even get into it, uh, is that once again, right, um, you know, Captain Marvel's power yeah. is, um, you know, but when we saw her at the end of her movie, yeah, I mean, she was practically God, right? Yeah. <laughs> she flies through this whole ship and takes it out. Nothing yeah. can hurt her, you know, when she's in her God mode or whatever, and she's yeah. all glowy. Um, and then, you know, then we have to go back to, in the timeline, the Avengers stuff happens where she is not necessarily all powerful, but then kind of is sometimes and, you know, back and forth. And then we get into this movie and again, it's like, she has a hard time with stuff and you're kind of like, why? And, uh, the villain in this movie is like the, at this point, I think about the 500th scariest
1: uh-huh.
0: person who's ever been a villain in a Marvel movie. Right. Like she is, she is scary and villainous and seems to have some kind of power. Uh, like she's, you know, a step and a half and a half up from just any high school mean girl kind right. of person it's, in right. a story. It's like, what? Yeah. Uh, it's uh, the, the bad guy side of this movie is just odd, yeah, uh, you know, I don't know anyway, um, so before we uh dive uh too totally much into this um i I just could not give this movie a rating, and here's the reason Oof. why here's the reason why this movie is weird, yeah, uh, because, as I said, all these movies are being weird, uh this movie is weird in the sense that I have taken to like blocking people on social media who like this movie too much. And and in Uh-oh. in like the weirdest ways, because uh, because I'm I'm just like look we're too far away from each other, right. uh, like right. in in complete concept. But right. if you loved this movie, like uh, people back in the day used to say, Harry Potter is like the best book I ever right. read. Right. right? If you love this movie, like you think it's right. the greatest movie ever, yeah. and you're not. 12. Right. Right. I'm just blocking you. Like we're we're in we're in different universes. Right? Oh man. Uh, I I don't know what's up with that. Um I could not give this movie uh higher than three. Yeah. Uh it's that's what I wrote down for you. It's freaking weird in a lot of ways, but the plot of this movie is like you you have to uh, come back with something that explains this movie is the greatest movie you've ever seen. Yeah. And also, episodes of Scooby-Doo should possibly not be thought of as equal to Shakespeare. Right? Uh, you have to make all those things work for me, right. or I'm just not going to talk to you, right. right? This is the dopiest, screwballiest, bonkers, crap story that I think I've really ever had to sit through in this like realm of anything that was like a movie really taking itself seriously with a giant budget. And all of a sudden we're at like the singing planet. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, there's a lot of the movie where scenes are like, I swear to God, they filmed parts of scenes 10 years ago with no thought of any movie, but just said, this seems like a scene we could stick into something at one point. Right. right? So we've got that in the can. (laughs) (laughs) And <laughs> now we just, and and we just kind of CGI some stuff around that, and then somebody goes, "Well, the thing is that it has to be like a singing planet, though, for the scene right. to work." Right. And the people in charge of the movie go, "All right, yeah. uh, right. we don't. If you say the same words but don't sing them, we don't understand what you're saying." Right. Now, right. that's where right. we are. That, that we could do that, sure. Yeah. But just everything that happens back and forth, all the um. The only thing that was kind of cool about the movie, and you know, I'm not giving it zero, right? No. But the only thing that was cool about the movie that they made good use of was when they zapped yes places, 100%. that was pretty cool. Then they did it yep. pretty well, right? Anyway, that's uh that's enough for me for right now. That was so, uh I feel like I was being generous giving it three.
1: Sounds like it. This is this is that fun moment. You know, readers probably uh, listeners, excuse me, probably don't care. This is the fun moment where I wanna like have a great poker face and swoop in and, and go like, ten I gave it an eight. I guess we're not friends anymore. <laughs> it, you know me too well anyway. We've known each other a long time, but you also and it's not because of anything we said right after the film, although we did have a few shared swipes at it. But you just know you're like, look, bull. Oh, there are some films where you might come in hard, but you'd be like, oh, "Shut up!" Like I couldn't even get the benefit of no, like, out of you. You're like, yeah. "Oh, foolish crap." Um, I'm I'm with you at three generously. I think the Marvel films. It's funny to talk about this film as a franchise. Anyway, it's almost like talking about any James Bond film or Star Wars or Star Trek film, and just having to talk about the entirety of films with them right um this is the kind of film that makes marty scorsese right you know when he's ripping on superhero films this is something that i think um i said to you when we left which was it didn't really feel like a movie this should have been four or five episodes on disney plus yeah um it and again i think i'm dancing around what you hit first um quite easily um which is that the the film's main problem is the plot and the pacing. Um, there's some, overall I thought, I like the characters. How they, I like the three main characters, the three protagonists when they're all together. I think there's a really funny energy there. And I think they right. do well, especially in the scenes where there's not a heavy emotional weight, but a playful, how do our powers work? Right. Like that whole training montage of I get it. We're juggling and we're jumping rope. Like that's fun. And I get that. But also I need to know where I'm going. If you use your power. But
0: also we didn't to need to watch it for five minutes. It, it right? really loves its own scene there.
1: Yeah. Um, I think that, I think that Feige's crew, Kevin Feige, the executive at uh, the MCU, I think he's lost a bit of something here. His real strength originally was taking B level superheroes, and and really, I mean, you know, you can say what you want about loving Iron Man before Robert Downey Jr. played him. I don't believe you. Like, he really (laughs) breathed new life into everything. He was taking B-list superheroes and making them A-list properties because of wonderful casting and also fantastic stories. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be Macbeth, but the earlier run of the MCU was really thoughtful. I think now what they're trying to do, because they've contracted out of everybody, most everybody, is they're trying to take C-list heroes and make them A-list without even thinking if they could even be B at best. And on some small level, this is all James Gunn's fault. The Guardians film being a hit was a very strange thing to have happen. And I feel like I said it on the podcast. I actually think it was maybe one of the worst things that could happen. To the Marvel films at that point. Can't argue with the success, can't argue with how much work it got everybody. And they managed to tell one good story for those three films. Here, I don't know what people are supposed to be caring about. I feel like the film never lifted an effort to get me there. I don't believe for one nanosecond the the weird emotional conflict that Carol Danvers has with Monica Rambeau, who's her pseudo niece. Right. How the hell does Monica Rambo work alongside Nick Fury in space, you know, for this new version version of S.H.I.E.L.D., when you get the sense that he's talking to Captain Marvel all the time, but then just suddenly, like, accidentally kind of conference calls them all in so they can have this weird moment that doesn't, it didn't feel genuine. It was absolutely deflating to everything that was going on. I like Brie Larson a lot. I think the internet loves to hate her. And I think that's because the internet exposes a lot of dark, trollish, awful corners. And this is the kind of film that when brought out for like the Ghostbusters female film, this is right, right. to have them bring right. their tiki torches and scream um to the masses. I think she showed up to do a good job and I know she's capable of doing it. She just didn't have much to do. And yeah. what she had to do was very listless. And that's not because of her performance. I think the director who just got off of the new Candyman film um, should never have had the helm here. I think what I also think before I turn over quick uh, in a rat a that way of saying, I think also with Eternals – I don't think you give movies to people who don't understand the concepts of films and they never learned their lesson. I like Ang Lee very much. He was an awful Hulk director for what people wanted. You, you accept the Hulk on his terms. He actually did a really good job exploring father issues and things, but you just don't give. and it's not that she did candy, man, that you'd never give Peter Jackson, any of the Lord of the Rings. If you understood that he just did all the awful horror films for that. Doesn't mean you're not talented. It just means if you really want to stabilize what is a, a shaky ship at this point, you've got to really just start hitting all the right buttons instead of guessing. Maybe it'll work. Right. Maybe it'll land like the Guardians films did. No.
0: Well, and the thing is, it, it the thing is in this movie too. And uh, I mean, we're kind of running out of time, yeah, which is sorry. a shame because you know this is like the bigger movie. But uh it, it's not only that, but it's it, like Ms. Ms. Marvel yeah. with the the uh, young yeah you know whatever like that show did pretty well yeah right just like um you know the she-hulk right like did really well and it was pretty cool and and, uh eventually got a little goofy in the later uh, episodes but that was that was a cool show the ms marvel show actually is a really great show
1: yeah it's worth it huh
0: it's just for a much younger audience Right. right it's a younger audience show yeah And it's really good. It it actually is. She's really good in it. There's some parts of it that are like a little corny because it's for younger people or whatever. But it's it's a good show and it's pretty smart. And now you go, well, look, that was good. So, that has to be in the movie. Right. So, part of the movie is just really trying to be that show. Yeah. In the movie. In
1: this film. Yeah. And so
0: then you have to watch that sometimes. Yeah. And especially like, you know, the scenes where she's in the house in the house with her family, yeah. and it's like they're all you know, I'm like expecting iCarly to walk out in a minute, right? right. Like it's, it's fully yeah. going goofy. Some of it's actually pretty fun and some yeah. of it's pretty good. But overall, it's it's a much goofier thing, and then that spills out into you know, like you already mentioned, they're doing this trying to facilitate their powers and yeah. make it work and everything. And that's fine too, but we have to watch it for five minutes because right. we're in this slightly goofified yeah. version of things. Our villain has to be like pretty much as unscary as you can yeah, be. The villains are really right. Mess.
1: Are really um romantic.
0: because that's just not what we're doing right and and we don't like it but then also she has to fight not only captain marvel who we've already previously established is just basically god right so then we put this bracelet on and go it absorbs your powers okay well fine it absorbs my powers (laughs) i don't care what if i just go over there and like implode on her get off you like it's like yeah. And then not only does yeah. she have to beat Captain Marvel, but two other people right. at the same time. And somehow it's like a halfway decent fight. And right. then yeah. come on. Come and on. then we like get the bad guy down and she goes, No, come on, just let me up. And you go, Okay. And then oh, whoops. I mean, it's like <laughs> right. it's so like really kind of like childish yeah. in in what you're having to watch. Yeah. And uh and even uh at the end where you've got like, you know, somebody says something, yeah, and it's very obvious exactly what's going to happen. Right. And then it happens and you know, Captain Marvel goes, wait, what? Like what? What? Yeah. How do you, yeah, how how are do you, you not impressed? know? How yeah. do you not speak English? It's yeah. I don't know. It, it, it's so weirdly like taking uh a, a sequel to Captain Marvel. Yeah. And then, you know, not dumbing it down exactly, right. but having to translate it down to like what happens in a right. good but younger audience right. show right. and having to just smush that all in there. Yeah. And then when it has parts that are pretty pretty decent um, with various things going on, yeah. it doesn't like have time to even do any of it? Right. Really, right? it's hurrying up. To it's the, like you know. we've got this whole stuff about the refugees and the yeah. you know the actual big things that are happening, and and it just goes, look, it's happening. So right. feel bad, and right. you go, I do feel bad because you showed <laughs> me that picture or whatever. Like it doesn't yeah. really get into stuff or anything. It reminds me of um, you know the the latest. Thor movie right? where everything that was like actually plot yeah. was just the movie going here. This is the plot for like two seconds. Right. And then you go, Oh, I guess uh, I should come to all these conclusions right. and, and these Thunder characters Heroes, are great. these yeah. things and yeah. everything. And it's just, it's so weird. And yeah. I don't know, but the, the, the plot on the whole thing is just so. Yeah. It, it's, it's, definitely- it's, it's like unbearable. It's like, you have to watch this movie and and go, well, here's the fun stuff, and I just don't really it's it's like the movie version of watching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, right? Yeah. Like Yeah. Like you have to just watch the antics and go, that's okay. great. Yeah. And right. <laughs>
1: and if you eat it up, you do. Like it it to right. me when I was watching it and we weren't quite past the midpoint of the film, I just thought somebody really loved the DC Shazam film. And was like, yeah, it's just yeah. a little too sophisticated. Don't dumb it down a lot. Just bring it a little under that limbo bar. And I was like, that's not that's not this film's strength at all. And in fact, I don't think the director and the screenwriters know what the strengths of Captain Marvel and Ms. Marvel as right. a character are. I didn't. I, we walked out, man. And I mean, I know we're, we're over anyway. But w- this says almost everything. We walked out, and I didn't know the name of the villain.
0: Right. <laughs> I
1: didn't like, and it's not that it was and, like, and why would you? something, you know, extraordinary. It's just, there's a couple scenes, very, very brief where that villain works. Um, And especially when Captain Marvel is like, she's trying to hurt me. She's trying to take everything from me. Oh, I know what's next. Like there were those moments where that are fine. And it's not that she's a bad actress. I just think it's a flat character and they, they have a villain problem. That doesn't always have to be the universe. The multiverse is in danger the best part of the early MCU is just a villain that was just enough to challenge the
0: heroes to get
1: elevated to the next level on the way to end game. Right. That's all you got to do. And they, they don't know how to do it. anymore. Anyway.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But, and I think uh, the final word on this, is <laughs> it's like we say in many, many reviews that we've done, right. Yeah. Um, the movie's trying to be two different things. Yeah. Uh, at least two different at things least. Uh, might really be like three. Uh, and it can't it, – it, it's got to just pick one. If right. this movie had picked either one, yeah, I bet this movie would have been great. Yeah. If this movie would have been, uh, you know, hate Ms. Marvel, the young person, yeah. and just make her actually be in the world of, like, the first right. Captain Marvel, which the first Captain Marvel movie just was not that bad. Yeah, it, it, I agree. It, it was a pretty good yeah, movie. Right? I agree. Um, it, if they had just made her actually be in that movie, right? I bet it would have been pretty good. Yeah. If they would have taken this and, like you said, make this be like, uh, you know, six episode, yeah, expansion Mini-six of thing. Ms. Marvel, right. and just actually go that way, right. right, and make the make the first movie be in that world instead, right. and actually do it, that would have probably been really good too. Yeah. But this whole back and forth. Between trying to do some serious things because we feel like we have to, and then trying to be, you know, clownish and and goofball, yeah, yeah, just did not do anything for me. I feel like I was watching this movie a lot of time. Whenever Nick Fury showed up, yeah, I feel like you know they'd go cut, and he would just go, right, because he did not seem like he wanted to be in this movie.
1: He looked a lot like Brie Larson to me. He was there. He knows the character. He knows his character very well after doing it for so many years now and so many projects. But he was just like, all right, you're paying me to do this? Uh, Okay, I'll do that. And then he does it and he's like, so that was sort of my rough draft. And they're like, that's great. And you're like, I guess I'm golfing. (laughs) I guess that's it. You know, it's just I think there was so little asked because they just had little vision about what they were trying to do. It's it's really a mess.
0: Uh, All right. (laughs) That's as much as we can uh, bash on that movie. Um, Next week, uh, probably I'm going to guess at least the hunger games, uh, but also uh, by next week, I'm not even sure where we'll be because uh, we could, we could be in, uh, we could be in the realm of trying to do several things by the time we get around to the next show. So Uh, thanks for tuning in uh, please please uh, share on iTunes subscribe yeah. on iTunes leave us a comment and a rating wherever you might be listening to this and otherwise trick your friends into listening to yeah. us thanks bye bye hey listeners on behalf of myself and Shane Leonard we want to thank you for tuning in once again the are you screening podcast is brought to you by are screening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out Surf over to ruscreening.podbean.com or ruscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night.